Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2019 is brought to you by our Indiegogo producers, Richard Kreutz-Landry, Robert Anderson, The Drinking and Screaming Podcast, The Ostium Network, Damian Sidlow, Max Kasparek, Aaron Keon, Kyle Decker, Rocky Lee, Ryan Bolter, and Neon Green Tiger. A very special thank you to all of our Indiegogo supporters and to the IPM organizational team. And now, on to the episode. Welcome everyone to another uh, creator chat. I am here with the wonderful Chris and Jed Subden. Uh, how about you two tell us a little bit about yourself? What are you guys doing right now? Uh, well, uh, we're sat at home. It's about five o'clock uh, in the <laughs> evening. Uh, oh, you meant more generally. In sort of a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, what are we doing right now? Um, so uh, basically, uh, Jen and I focus uh, our podcasting efforts exclusively on our show Victoriosity, which is a alternate historical detective comedy uh, that has been running for a couple of years now. Two, two series, um, which is about right, is a British uh, series uh, cadence. Like every year or so, <laughs> we'll come out with a few, a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we had our season two earlier in the year. And at this point, we are working on a uh, sort of side uh side projects related to that podcast yes so we have a bonus episode that we're currently writing uh which was funded as a stretch goal on our kickstarter Mm -hmm. last year so that's the next victoriosity thing that will come out Mm -hmm. um other podcast related stuff though um last night we had beth crane and Headley Knight's round uh and they Mm -hmm. recorded us doing some voices for their We Fix Space Junk miniseries. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so that that's was really fun. fun to actually be in a podcast that, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, right. not, yeah. that's not our own. That yeah. was really nice. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's it really, isn't it? I that's it, yeah. I feel like we see, yeah, we get involved a lot in uh, podcasters in the UK and what mm-hmm. they're up to, but not not usually actually recorded into them. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, um, so yes, people can look forward to Mrs. Pomligan in space. Uh, yeah so yeah oh, perfect <laughs> all right so you two wrote uh victoriosity together can yes. you tell me about that finding that that collaborative collaborative process and how you two learned to work so well together right well chris and i um first started working creatively together um in an improv troupe mm-hmm. and that that was went for a few years and eventually we in within the group we started saying oh well, we should, maybe we should write some of this stuff down mm-hmm. so then we started writing sketches and out of that emerged um a smaller group um called the dead secrets um who we still write with and we um we still do improv but we mm-hmm. also um write and perform long form narrative comedy plays um and we so chris and i are uh, are used to writing together with other people within that mm-hmm. group. Um, we went to Edin- the Edinburgh Fringe a couple of times, uh, which is enormous fun, but it's a lot of work. And overall, not that many people see your show. Like, even if you were to get full houses all the time, it's mm-hmm. obviously it's a limited run and then the show is over and you might right. tour at a few other places, but you're not, you know, reaching a, a really huge audience. Um so we started to think about how we might be able to uh, do that. And around that time, Wood Nova Coats 
came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd already been thinking about possibly writing some uh, some form of audio drama. And when Wooden Overcoats came out, we, you know, that showed that it was possible mm-hmm. it, within the UK um, to make your own audio drama and make it really good and um, put it out. So we started working on ours. And that the reason for that was so that we could reach a wider audience. Um, but that was very much a me and Chris venture. Um, and so that's when we started writing just the two of us together. But we'd had some experience of working on sketches mm-hmm. and plays together, just the two of us um, as a little writing unit within a wider group. Um, it just became a lot more intense. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that we'd, we'd set the foundations well to work together through that live performance. I mean, particularly because it's comedy, right? Um, mm-hmm. That what we write, I mean, that we, we try and make sure there's a, a good drama underneath it, but it is essentially comedy. And, you know, doing that live is the best way to prove that um, you're getting any better at it and that it's working um, because you can use that audience reaction to guide what you're up to. And so our live show... Uh, writing, editing, feedback, filtering, you know, re-editing process, we developed over over a while quite well. And that was quite a healthy sort of, you know, ego basher sort of process, right? You know, we would write <laughs> stuff, we would e- edit each other's stuff, we would give feedback on whether we liked it or not, and then it would all go out in front of people, and then we would find out. And then we would work on it some more and some more and some more. So I think you know, over time, you know, well, it didn't, take, it didn't take that long, but... Um, you know, we we got a good process going, which we think is very healthy for for writers to working together. Which is, you know, um, everybody trusts everybody to be honest, and everybody accepts that feedback. Nobody gets mm-hmm. precious because you know the ge- the general underlying principle is, well, if you don't like this scene, I've got another one. We'll do that, right? And you you keep going until everybody believes that everything we've got is as good as it could be. Perfect. Uh, that's that's awesome. That's really great. How uh, how long have you guys been been doing improv comedy? Let's see, about ten years, I would say. Yeah, I think yeah. it must be just, just over ten years. Just around about ten years, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. good. So, so I, you've got some some comedy chops. Uh, where? Well, I mean, well, <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> jury's still out, but um, we have been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You can't deny that. Um, <laughs> that's just factually that's, that's correct. Just, that's just fact. That's just fact. Um, yeah. So we, we yeah we did that for a long time. I, and yeah, I, I started doing that for maybe a year or so mm-hmm. um, with 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 a group that I'd found um, around where we lived. And eventually, I was, I was saying to Jen, I was like, "Yeah, you're, you're funny. You should come try this." And it turns, <laughs> yeah, it, you it, did. It, it turns out she's extremely good at it, and um, and so that that was a good move. That's uh, so nice. It, Thank yeah, you. It, it also led into all of the rest. So it was kind of. Like, Chris is right fine at it. I'm, I'm, okay. <laughs> no. I'm okay. I'm more of a talent scout than a talent <laughs> No, he's very good, dude. Um, yeah, but we love doing that. We actually had a show earlier this week with the, with the group. Uh, we have a routine show in Oxford that we do once a month, uh, mm-hmm. more or less. And that's it's always great. Fun. Perfect. Um, I know at least for me and for a great many people out there, sometimes comedy is such a very hard thing to do especially in an audio medium how do you two handle uh going from that like live improv comedy stretch to something that is purely uh an audio medium and handling comedy in that way um i think i think part of the answer 
uh, Jen, I think we will have different stabs at this answer because mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think we think it's a science that we, we can spell out exactly. Mm -hmm. But, but one, one answer for me is definitely like the process that we always had coming from our live shows was essentially very wasteful um, in terms of a creative process, uh, mm -hmm. by which I mean we would write far, far more than we ever actually expected we would need, right? So um, uh, the opposite of what other performers were doing, we later uh, found out we would write a two-hour show to de to to put on uh, mm -hmm. locally, and then w with the view that eventually, when we took it on touring and to London and to Edinburgh and so on, it would be a one-hour show. Right? We would take our absolute best one hour. We would take the best forty-five minutes of, or the best hour or whatever. We'd fit you know mm -hmm. finesse it down into that into that ch um, best stuff and throw away the rest. But we tend to do the rest the same thing with with what we write for Victoria Austria and other, other um, audio drama comedy that we write, um, not to the same extent. I don't think, I don't know if we write double what we end up using, but it is quite a bit more than what we end up using, right? Mm -hmm. um, so in a couple of different ways, we'll, we'll write scenes multiple times from different ways to, mm. you, you, like, we'll, to we'll try something out and we'll be like, you know, the, we know the story outline, we know what has to happen and the beats, um, the episode beats. Um, but locations and characters to get people along the way. If it's not working for us, we'll just, you know, we'll try it. It's not funny enough. You know, we'll throw it out and we'll just do it again. And um, then, you know, eventually just, you know, line it down and down and down until it's compressed to its, you know, purest form. And um, we feel, you know, this, the, we, can't, we can't polish it anymore, really. Yeah, th that's, that's right. And we, that has been a big part of our processes. Um, writing lots of scenes and then you will end up with a scene that sort of does what the original scene did often with the same characters mm. um, but it just in a completely different way so two examples are in, in season one we have um, a character called Janet Fortin who um, is a basically a fence for stolen goods and she's a um, an informant of, of fleets and she's uh, mm. masquerading as a fortune teller yeah. uh, or automaton um and that's her that's her front um that originally started as just a landlady of a pub called hatchet janet that threw hatchets at people <laughs> as they walked through the door and we just couldn't quite make it work uh and uh and it really struggled we really struggled with it and we sort of put it in a drawer for ages and ages and then i was in some weird museum where there was one of those fortune telling automatons that you see in, in mm -hmm. the film big um and it just struck me like let what if it was what she was pretending to be one of them and then mm. we ended up with the final scene and another one was in season two we had um, a scene uh, where Fleet and Clara were at um, the kidnapped uh, medical engineer's house mm. uh, but they were there with a secret agent um, who I think was called Lester at the time mm. um, which I'd written and then Chris kind of took it away and we couldn't figure out why it wasn't working and then Chris came back with the scene and he made it two people um who became Sandring and Balmoral yeah we split them into um, a, a double act and suddenly that just lifted the whole scene and made it work and actually they ended up not being in the beginning of that scene in the end but from that I think your idea to to split them into two characters just really lit like just kind of like lifted it off the page and then they were only meant to be in but, one episode and yeah, ended up they, in all they, of them they, they took a, well that's right like we, we wrote a bit of their the patter and that like that, that's a huge amount of what that character is um mm -hmm. and we, we 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 really liked it so we like okay we have to we have to make this a, a secondary story element these these two 
and thread them throughout the whole series. Yeah, and I think in terms of comedy, um, and it is difficult because as is a comedy drama, and we we mm. don't, um, it's not a sitcom, and I, I, you know, it's not the sort of comedy where we want the drama to not feel real or feel um, sort of undermined by the comedy. So it's sort of a weird mm. mix of 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 comedy and very very serious drama that's then maybe at some point punctuated by um, some kind of funny thing happening. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what we do do is we we get critical feedback. So Chris and I will right. write what we think is gets to where we think we have a good draft, and then we'll get around trusted people, and um, that that will include people like um, Tom Crowley and Layla Tib who mm-hmm. play the leads. Um, and Tom, of course, is a excellent writer and, and comedian himself. Um, Gemma Arrowsmith, who plays lots of our characters, who's an extremely um, prolific and brilliant uh, comedian. Um, and writer and our fellow um, improvisers and writers from the Dead Secrets, who includes Nathan Peter Grassi and Ida Bergloff Kennyway, who also Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, Philip Cottrell, who plays lots of voices, um, and a couple of author friends um, who just kind of like the style of humour we have, um, but are very good at plotting and mm-hmm. and understanding sort of arcs um, in series. Um, and we'll just go basically get people to just be as sort of critically honest as um as they like with us um and yeah and then we'll sort of take all the feedback think about it mm-hmm. and then go and re-edit um based on that but we will ask a lot of questions about a lot of things but one of them is you know is it funny right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but also is you get a good reaction from that because they won't have seen the script before and so then suddenly if you get the laughter you know in the room you think oh yes that's you know that's working oh and also a lot of smiling i think a lot of our humor isn't necessarily laugh out loud funny but it's sort of just sort of entertaining chuckle like that that exhale that you do (laughs) yeah perfect yeah Yeah, exactly the the other element i I would add across it's like to to like having a comedy that that works well is the cast and Mm -hmm. well certainly and direction and production as well but i would say like you know we put just as much effort into finding a, a, a fantastic cast of actors and comedians who could pull it off and elevate the writing, um, yeah. and I, I think you know, you know that making you know a complex creative work um, like a play or a podcast is it's you know it's like you're little, building a little um, like a like a model house or something. You you know you need all these different parts to kind of stand mm-hmm. on top of one another, right? It wouldn't you know we could write um, the, as as good a script as we like, and if we didn't have um, it, an incredible like team of cast members it wouldn't come off the page and often yeah. And yeah often they will they will add to it things that are just mm-hmm. not there like you know the you know the way it's performed adds an element that you would never uh, never have thought of yeah because you guys have uh i have listened to all of victoriosity i adore it um Thank you. one of the things i i really uh enjoyed is just how you have so many characters and they all bring such a distinct voice uh to to uh to to everything you write um i know there was a character that was just like that was just the guy who did a yell um who streamed a lot um and he's such a <laughs> oh, small person yes well the guy who owns um, the health spa but, yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. it's yeah. such a small character but it makes such a big impact and i i really enjoy that yeah, yeah. that's down to our actors i think largely mm-hmm. yes um 
I think if uh, we tried to make the characters as distinct as possible, but I think there is a particular style we have in writing. So I think the actors <laughs> do an amazing job in in sort of pulling them off and giving them that kind of like distinct flavor and feel. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think as well, like we're, we're we're playing off as many sort of cultural sort of references or you know existing archetypes as we possibly can, right? Mm-hmm. So you know that one, I feel like we were just working off, you know. Um, maybe it's a more of a British idea. Uh, I'm not sure what what it would seem like to an American of a the Victorian um, sort of gentleman entrepreneur focused on health, you know, health mm. and spirit and mind, and this being an like this overwhelming sort of positivity, um, sort of like adjacent to medicine and you know social engineering and all sorts, right? It's 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 a, sort of a weird sort of Victorian uh, paternalism attitude that they can sort of reshape the world. Um, mm-hmm. through just the, you know, the sheer force of will. Yeah, so we do think often with characters, even small ones, like what are they, you know, what's their um, sort of philosophy on life? Mm-hmm. You sort of start from there and then you can sort of build a, a character outwards from that. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, so I've heard you talk about this a little bit before, but for our listeners, do you have any advice on how to break into the UK podcasting scene and navigating that grip that bbc seems to have on it well i mean yes for for us it's it's different in the uk I and mean, one of the wonderful things mm. was um first of all i found about about wooden overcoats um because i knew um tom crowley who was in it mm. and then sort of listening to that that suddenly opened this huge world of podcast to me and all the amazing audio drama um in the states um so wooden overcoats was a gateway drug for me but in the uk <laughs> it um yeah, it's very much that the the BBC is when people think of audio drama, they think of the BBC, mm-hmm. uh, Radio Four, sort of afternoon plays and um, comedy series and that kind of thing. Um, so, Wooden Overcoats for I think for me anyway, sort of showed what was what was possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really huge burgeoning scene. There's uh, Rusty Quill that do the Magnus Archives. Mm-hmm. It's We Fix Space Junk, Beef and Dairy Podcast. Mm. Um, I'm just going to jump in again and say Beef and Dairy Podcast. For anybody that's not listened to that show, I, I, I still believe it is an, an incredible <laughs> an, an incredible comedy, and I believe it might be the best summary of a British sense of humor that yes. anyone has ever created. Yeah, it's it a, is, it's, it is it is a work of art. It's, 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 it's really something. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so there's a so there's a really so there's this huge uh, scene. The best advice um, I would have is if you want to get into it, reach out to creators who are there. So we were incredibly fortunate um, that uh, we knew Tom, who put us in touch with Felix Trench, um, who's uh, in who plays one of the leads in Wooden Overcoats. Um, mm. And Felix spent and he didn't know us at this time. Um, he just spent about two and a half hours on Skype with me. I think he lived in Paris at the time, um, just giving me all the information um, I needed to know, how to start, where to start, what things I should be doing. Um, and it was just so helpful and made it so much easier for me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've tried to do that for other people who've um, come into the world after us. We have lots of audio fiction meetups, which... Ella Watts and Beth Crane and Liz Campbell often organise in London. They're great mm-hmm. meetups. They're advertisements. We have a Facebook group you can ask to join. Um, I think there's some in 
elsewhere in the country as well. Yeah, the, Edinburgh and Manchester, maybe. Yeah, there's a there's a we have a Discord server for people in the UK, and it's an invaluable resource. Um, the best thing I think to do, I'd say to do actually, would be to reach out to Ella Watts or Beth Crane um, or Headley Knights of We Fix Space Junk. They're sort of the the hub, um, or Liz Campbell. Um, of Oslin Wooden Overcoats. They, they, they just, they have, I think, the sort of the access keys to these things um, and uh, have been, done an amazing job of bringing us together. Um, and Zach from The Orphans. Um, and yeah, if you reach out to one of those, then they will be able to kind of get you in on the Discord and, mm-hmm. and put you in the Facebook group and then you will be invited to all the things. And then, yeah, just come and socialise or or just if there's a, if there's a show that you really like, um, you know, just reach out to them and say, you know, could you know, can we meet for a coffee? Can we have a Skype chat? And people are so generous with their time. Um, it's you know, and it's it's the same. I mean, it's, you know, I'm talking about the UK. This is the same in the states, though, as well. I mean, yeah. we, um, you know, I've I've you know, I've been so lucky and fortunate to to meet so many amazing um, podcasters in in the US, yourself included. Um, oh, thank and you. I just feel yeah, like really like. Um, like honoured to like know everybody um, and everybody's been so supportive and is you know just a font of like information like there's always going to be somebody that knows more than you about something and <laughs> and and are willing to spend their time telling you and helping you I think we, it's a really good community for lifting people up and helping one another so I'd say if you want to get involved um, you know in the UK you know get in touch with people but also reach out to people in the states as well because you know people have lots of information that's completely transferable you know, because you're not, you know, listeners are from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I mean, that, that's something I was going to say. You mentioned the BBC and that the BBC is, cert- it's, it's, you know, certainly very important in the UK in terms of its, you know, cultural output. Um, but uh, if you're putting out independent podcasts, as we are, they go everywhere, right? Most of Victoriosity's audience is now uh, in the USA. Uh, sorry, I should say most. Maybe that's not right. But it's the largest country, right? The UK is not the largest country. It would have mm-hmm. started off that way. But now it's, you know, international like like a lot of shows are. Um, so, you know, you, you make your show if you're in the UK and you're making a show, it's 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 for it's for whoever you want it to be. It's for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think we realized who would end up listening to it, but it's um, it's certainly not limited to uh, just the country audience. And it's certainly hard to kind of break in and get, um, you know, noticed above the noise on, you know, on our Twitter. And there's, you know, it feels like there's 100 podcasts being created every week now. Um, uh, but I, I, you know, it's still, it's still possible, right? You come out, you've got, Mm -hmm. you know, a new voice, something interesting that stands out to people. And if it genuinely is as, as good as you can make it, then often that, you know, that, that captures people's attention and it it snowballs. Perfect. All right. So, uh, one of my last questions for you, um, is how do you two, both independently or together practice self-care we are in a society that kind of demands constant output what are you two doing to make sure that you're taking care of yourself that's a good question sometimes we're not very good at it (laughs) um because we want to create good stuff and we want to get stuff out for supporters of the show and listeners Mm -hmm. um so as you'll know you, you can put a lot of pressure on yourself um, I think sometimes we just have to kind of sit down and have a cup of tea um, and sort of, you know, sort of assess what's realistic and think, mm-hmm. actually, you know what, maybe tonight we should just get a takeaway and watch Netflix or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's right. I think um, 
it's incredibly easy, and I know we have done this, um, to uh, add so much pressure to yourself um, because you know the projects are very important to you. Um, and for us, the most important thing was to find ways to you know take away the pressure, right? So mm-hmm. um, we, we hold what we uh, like our work to to very very high standards, um, maybe higher than we should. But <laughs> what has helped is take away every other source of pressure, right? So I was saying, you know, if we've been running the show for a couple of years now, we've only released 13 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. To, 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 compared to many American podcasts, that's incredibly few. I do it, not know how you uh, all do we, it. We don't, we don't, know, <laughs> we don't do, know how you do it. Do you sleep? I don't con, con, Constant output. Um, <laughs> but also, also some, well. Brit- some British shows that they have a, you know, more of a kind of like, we're, we're, we're basically on all the time. Whereas we, you know, we've done a series well, it, it takes us about a year or more to create a series of Victoriosity. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't just mean in terms of, like, you know, beginning to end, but, like, the writing process, months and months and months and months and months. And then of, Dom. Of, 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 like, you know, all of our free time. And then Dom certainly is taking, um, you know, many, many weeks and months to to produce it as, as high quality as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as everybody's work in between. So... The, what helps is providing that space, right? So where we have uh, felt most under pressure is when we have created, you know, public deadlines. Uh, so I would say that, yeah, the thing that's helped most, I would say, is try and avoid those as much as you can. <laughs> try, don't, you know, don't promise, uh, don't, like, you know, we don't actually have a Patreon, but, you know, we're familiar with people who get themselves into a into a tangle you know, promising things to fans on Patreon, and that, and they get very worried that they're not delivering the the community mm-hmm. benefits they really should. And you know, I want to talk them down and say these are people who want to support you, right? You, you, they they shouldn't it shouldn't stress you out. You need to mm-hmm. make it so that it's easy for you to have a community with them, rather than you feel like you've you've created a factory process for yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's very, the thing. The problem is, I think it's very easy to do that to feel like. As an independent creator, well, your job is to provide not only the 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 art that you think is very good, but also many, many, many other things because you're not worthy of people's time mm-hmm. or attention or or money, frankly. And I think you, you have to get out that mindset and realize, no, no, you absolutely are worthy are. of that, and you don't need to work yourself to the bone to to deserve it. Right? It's enough to simply create something that you believe is very good and to put it out there for people um that that that's an that's an appropriate level of pressure i think to apply to yourself right like you, mm-hmm. you, you've put out some art that you think is good or that people will like um and you've you, you've you've made the best use of their time in in making it the quality that you think you know is, mm-hmm. is right mm-hmm. You don't need to go well beyond that, right? Yeah. A- and make sure they also have every possible <laughs> knickknack and customized, yeah. customized message. I think that's right, and I think people want to support the shows. And I've listened to many, many, many podcast uh, podcasts, um, lots and lots and lots of audio drama. In fact, mainly audio drama. Um, and let me tell you, if you're listening to this and you are a creator, the chances I have listened to your show and it is fantastic. <laughs> All the audio drama I've listened to is fantastic. Um, and you know I support quite a lot on Patreon mm. um, and you know I just want to support people um, I right. don't care about the perks so yeah I think that's a good way to self-care it's like take the pressure off don't worry so much about that and there's you know as long as you're in, you know you communicate 
um, with people, then I think people are, you know, will be happy and just want to support you. I'll, I'll say one other thing on self-care, which is a piece of advice an author friend of mine gave me once when we, before we actually start uh, got season one out the door. So he has written many books and he said the way to think about it is not that this is this is my book that I'm writing. It's mm. but rather this book as in this one. This is my first one or my second mm-hmm. one or my third one. Right. It's not your entire life. This piece of art that you're doing right now there will be more later right mm. so oh, you wow. so okay. you so you can you it's it's right that you put yourself into it and that you make it as good as you can but it's not your entire life you will mm. do more later and you will be better at it so you want to make it through the other side without crushing yourself into a into a small mm. ball of stress um <laughs> over it right and in the long right. in the long run you get better and better and the output is you know more consistent we also bought a dog and that really helped ah. <laughs> um, oh we should have led with that yeah. um, she's been great um but also yeah just everyone take naps and um eat, eat nice food um drink uh, including water. if you yeah, drink, drink water, water eat some vegetables caffeine. once in a while yeah perfect well do you have any projects or people you would like to shout out or to have our listeners don't don't take to listen to oh so many um <laughs> it's yeah. uh, oh, t- right uh, so uh, one of my uh, forever favorites is uh, Deck the Halls with Matrimony um, by Sasquatch Radio. Um, super nice people. Um, and also just, I think it is a romantic comedy done brilliantly. Um, mm-hmm. And we all love a romantic comedy. Um, so yes, uh, that's great. Uh, and, and also um, uh, Flyers Fables by mm. uh, Morgan Givens, which mm-hmm. I recently got into. Um, it's just wonderful and yeah just performed beautifully and the stories are just so enchanting and i'm mm. like yes i'm a i'm a huge <laughs> fan so there I, I mean i literally could list about a million yeah, but so um th- they're my two, two uh, quick ones. i'm gonna say a few i'm gonna say i'm a big fan of uh, quid pro euro at the moment which is a project being put out by uh our, our friend uh, felix trench uh who has created this extremely uh, unusual quirky hilarious comedy focused on the european union um which mm. of course is absorbing uh every morsel of national attention in the uk <laughs> uh to a sort of existential level and he's turned that into something really delightful um there's um Gemma Arrowsmith is doing a wonderful show a uh, sort of comedy factual show oh, on, yes, on climate change um so she's an incredibly talented performer and uh, extremely sort of gifted science advocate um it's a, her show is called no planet b yes that's right yeah um, uh, with Gemma Arrowsmith, that's excellent uh and then uh, finally uh, one thing i always recommend because it is uh, i keep finding people who have not listened to it uh is <laughs> the infinite bad which is a mm. lovecraftian horror comedy rpg uh, that uh, is just spectacularly good and uh, I think people would enjoy. Thank you guys so much. Uh, one last time, where can we find you guys? Uh, your social media handles, your big projects, where can we find you? So um, the podcast we write, Victoriosity, is at Victoriosity, which is spelled Victorio City. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we picked the easiest name to spell and remember. Um <laughs> And uh, I'm at Jen Sugden easily. Chris, this is slightly more complicated. Yeah, yeah. I'm at Chris Sugden, but without any of the vowels. 
because of some other Chris Sugden who got there before me mm. and doesn't even use it. He doesn't use the platform. So, oh. so I'm at C-H-R-S-S-G-D-N. <laughs> uh, and we have a website victoriosity.com that's right um, as well which links to everything and has all our actors on and has all their social media so if you want to follow them too that's and right. find out what they're up to a lot of them involved in podcasting yeah. um so yeah there's lots for you to check out um perfect um and as usual listeners will put links in the show notes um but thank you too so much for joining me today thank you, oh, thank you so thank much you so for, for having, having us. us it's been great fun Awesome. Um, and I will go ahead and stop recording. The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is Morning Dew by Liquid and used under a Creative Commons license. The link is in the show notes. You can support International Podcast Month via coffee or PayPal and by retweeting, sharing, and talking about the event using the IPM 2019 hashtag. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and information on the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.